other than that, it should be all right. I think we are three, two, one, live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Questioning Mark. I am your host, Mark Ryan, live from the art room in Abu Dhabi. And to all my Twitter followers out there with the hashtag RunRant, thank you for joining. For all the students and parents, because I've had a lot of students come lately letting me know they're listening to the podcast through the RAS yearbook, welcome. I have a special guest for you today, someone that you might be interested in. So please, special guest, introduce yourself, where you're from, and what do you do? Hi guys, my name is Casey James. Um, I'm a teacher here at Raha International School. Uh, I teach grade three this year, youngest grade I've ever taught. Really? Um, yeah, I used to teach grade four, grade five. Uh, grade five is kind of my my age. You know, that's, that's your zone. That's my zone. Yeah. So, grade three has been a bit of an adjustment. Um, where I'm from, I'm from Canada. Uh, born in Yellowknife, and then grew up in a small town north of Vancouver. Uh, paper mill town called Powell River and then moved down to Vancouver to teach and then decided after five years it's time to move overseas and try some new experiences so here I am okay I think you probably undersold the you know just decided to move overseas and like that's probably there was probably a little bit more I don't know was there a little bit more to that it was yeah I guess in a way it was uh, um, it was either start settling down you know I bought a new car and then realized shortly after that 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 was a bad decision because I could still feel the need to want to go and explore and I felt like the next step was going to be to buy a house and if I went down that road um, that would be an even further kind of um, dream to go and do some traveling and yeah, you kind of have lot, abroad. You're adding just more strings to the equation, right? Yeah, so exactly. You can't get out. So I'm glad I kind of um, just said, you know what, it's time to sell off the car and um, look at options so started looking on uh, yeah um, websites online and Qatar came up and is this on a website like wasn't search associates shout out uh, search um, or any of these companies that kind of help teachers go abroad search associates came later so okay. the first one I can't remember the name but it was teach teach away yeah oh, that's yeah. what it was teach away and non-stop so just, emails from these guys yeah exactly <laughs> still do yeah um, but yeah, it's good. It's nice to see those emails and just kind of go, oh, those those are other opportunities that That's are out true. there. That's true. You know. Yep. But yeah, Search Associates came up um, when we moved to Beijing, China. That's what helped us get that position. But yeah, we, uh, I, I was really excited to be moving overseas. My parents did a lot of traveling growing up, so um, yeah, just hearing all those stories and then doing a bit of traveling in between um, um, years of study, you know, in uni. Yep. Uh, it was nice to. To finally like decide, okay, I'm going abroad. I'm gonna live there for a while, you know, and uh, become a local, you know, uh, like just get involved more and not just kind of surface level level when you backpack, you know, you right. You wish you had more time. You get to meet more people. Um, so that's what that's the beauty about being an international teacher. You have those options. Uh, I agree with you. And then I run into a wall with that. Do you think that exists in Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Some people I've talked to have said it's a bit um, it's a bit difficult to get into the local culture. Um, they they can be a little bit reserved. And coming from Beijing, I felt it was very similar in some ways, where it was hard to get invited to do things with the locals. Okay. Um, so yeah, I I guess in a way it is it is difficult. But even 
surface level, like going to the mall and seeing people and um, inter like trying to interact. But I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. It's it is hard. You don't really. I haven't had a whole lot of deep, meaningful conversations with a lot of locals, right? Uh, other than a, a few of the Emirati parents, which has been great. Yeah. But you know, being invited to their home is, a, I think, like the next level where you get to kind of experience more of their culture. Right. Yeah, it's one of those difficult things, right? Where there's just maybe fewer opportunities to kind of sit down and yeah. you know have this casual chat because most of the time I see people kind of. And this might be completely wrong, but traveling kind of in groups, you know, there's kind of like groups of three or four guys sitting around having coffee and yeah. you feel like, okay, and I'm not sure where I, when I lived in Hong Kong for 10 years, I just found myself in positions to chat with people that were born and raised from Hong Kong all the time. Yeah. Like it, it became a thing that if I saw someone only hanging out with teachers or, you know, expats, I thought, man, why did you move all the way out here just to hang out with like the guy from down the street? Good point. But here, I'm hanging out with the guy from down the street. That's for sure. Yeah, that's part of the reason we moved off of Reem. We wanted to be more in the the local hood, you know, and uh, being closer to work. So Khalifa yeah. City, eh? um, we've got we've got Emirati neighbors around us. But that being said, we haven't kind of broken that barrier yet of like being so, able to introduce ourselves and invite ourselves over or have those conversations. Um, in Beijing, we were lucky in the sense that we had uh, learning assistants that were from Beijing. So they're really knowledgeable and helpful when we were looking for things to do. Um, and we had a f like maybe two or three um, uh, closer friends that they would come out with us every once in a while when we would go out to expat bars they wanted to tag along to right. kind of experience our side. And then get like the local insider knowledge from them as well. So they did take us out a few times to some really good restaurants like Authentic Chinese. Um, so good yeah. way for them to improve their English as well. Was yeah, a little sure. trade-off. was a good win-win. But yeah, you're right here. It's been a bit more of a challenge this year um, settling in. And I, so I'm hoping now that that bit is done, the whole moving here and getting, right. getting my feet on the ground, hopefully next year, maybe trying to meet a few more locals because I agree with you it's that's part of the that's part of the lure to come abroad is to kind of uh, experience things that you don't necessarily get to when you're a backpacker yeah because you know, you're or even just a tourist you know you're just staying at a hotel going to the pool doing the sights and then yeah it's very surface right and you're yeah. trying to get a little bit deeper um, you know whenever I chat with you I kind of get a sense and this could be wrong and then Maybe you can tie it into the yellow knife thing. I'm not sure, but they kind of a master of all things. If I said like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, this is kind of just my assumption. If I said, hey, we're gonna go play a game of baseball or we're gonna play hockey or we're gonna go out and play football or hey, come on. Mostly kind of sports related in my mind here, but that you could, this kind of all around athletic kind of guy, not kind of fixed into one sport. Would you classify yourself as that? Uh, yeah, I definitely have sports that are my favorites, you know. Um, I love hockey, love soccer. Uh, grew up playing a bit of baseball, and I loved swimming growing up. I did a bit of competitive swimming. But I think my parents' mentality, and they told me at a young age, we want you to kind of experience as many sports as you can. Right. And kind of, you know, just diversify. Try, try everything, see what you like, and then when you get a little older, then pick two what or three. Okay, and so, so you picked hockey, you picked 
baseball. Yeah, it was it was soccer and swimming that kind of became the okay. big two in high school. So played. I was a swimmer as well. What did you swim? What was your uh, What was your event? The individual medley. That's, That's not it. your event. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> okay. The 200, 200 meter IM was my favorite because you get a you get to swim two of everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just kind of forced me to not again, like you said, uh, not be specialized in one area. So generalized, I guess. I I liked just trying every every uh, different stroke so butterfly backstroke butterfly and then the freestyle was the best um, yeah breaststroke was good fly back breast free yeah. all right I was a swimmer as well and I think unfortunately I came up on the wrong end of the stick compared to I'm guessing you you seem like kind of you probably were a tall and lanky kid is that right yeah skinny right. yeah yeah yes uh, and I was five foot two until pretty much I graduated high school okay and yeah. so I remember Couple showing parallels up here sorry a couple parallels here. yeah that's right and I remember showing up at the youth nationals or something 13 and I went to swim the 1500 meters that was my uh-huh. event it was always a long distance guy I think making up for not having the height you know I think got pushed into doing those longer distance things because okay. the tall guys just wouldn't do it they would swim the 100 meter Sprints, or yeah, yeah the 200 medley or something you know like yeah. and then you know the 1500 meter guy 62 lengths of a swimming pool um, and I remember turning my head and this is like you know talking to the students out there there are going to be moments in your life that are just tiny little moments but they're gonna last forever compared to and it's like that in the classroom you know you don't know what you're gonna say to a student that just kind of fixes in there right and there's the bell so we're almost done look to my look to my right or my left can't remember that part and I saw who used a, a boy who used to be around five foot and I swear he looked six foot five in my eyes at 13 years old and that man now or that boy was Adam Siwi who became one of Canada's most accomplished swimmers of all time, Florida record breaker, Olympian. So shout out to you, Adam, but nice. uh, you ruined my dream as a 13-year-old swimmer. So uh, also, thanks for that, buddy. I'm going to move to another question. We're running out of time here, and I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, and we're not going to get through almost any of it. I have an interesting family work relationship in the sense when I come to work, Sometimes it's easier than being home. You know, I have two young kids and like people are always like, whoa, I can't believe you're enjoying coming here on Sunday. And I say, trust me, if I was at home right now, it would be even harder. And when I saw you come in to work with your wife, because you both work here. Yeah. You kind of just said goodbye, see you later, have a great day. And it was very, it was very business time. And I said to you, wow, you got a dynamic. Um, Maybe you could explain what you said to me. Uh, what did I say to you after yeah. after I said you can change you can change uh, what you said to me, but uh, <clears throat> well, I guess once we walk through those gates, it's just where it's business. You know, it's work now, so it's, we get into work mode, I guess. And then once we leave work, we have our vent, you know, have our like just get it off our chest, whatever it is. You know, if we had a tough day or a good day, and then by the time we get home, we can kind of move on with our lives and try and focus on. Um, other things outside of work and you know kind of find that balance but and can you do that like I find the one thing that sorry teachers I dislike about education is when you go out you can't 
It's yeah. like you talk about teaching, and I yeah. and I get it. We all like we're passionate about it. I'm doing stuff, podcasts related to education, all these things. So you want to share, mm-hmm. but you end up getting back into the classroom when you want to get out. How do you do that? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I I've always had a lot of teacher friends, you know, so the conversation um, inevitably revolves around education because it's just that big commonality in the room. Um, and then uh, my wife and I, yeah, same thing, you know, there's days where we're sharing ideas and, um, you know, thinking of what can we do to make our lives easier at work. And yep. so, yeah, it, there's definitely times where we do talk about it more. It's, but yeah, you have to find a balance. I think it's important, like find things outside of work that you're also passionate about. Like we were talking earlier about sports. Um, otherwise, yeah, you get really focused in one area and then you miss out on all these other amazing opportunities. So, um, yeah, there are times where we have to say to each other, we got to cut off, cut it off so we can kind of move on to other things that we're kind of more interested in as, as right. well. You know, um, education is a big part of our lives. And this year has been a bit of a transition for us because since we met, uh, we met at uh, my first international uh, teaching position and uh, we were both in primary, so we saw each other all the time, same schedule, you know. Right. So we had more of those opportunities to talk during the day. Okay. And so when we'd leave work, it was kind of like we've already talked about all that stuff. All right. And could kind of move. You were on able to kind of give the look of like it's a rough day. Okay. Got, yeah. At least I got yeah. to share that with someone. Exactly. At right. work, as I give that to, look all the time. No, I don't. Yeah. Keep going. As opposed to, yeah, like, for example, if your wife's not, if she's at home and, and doesn't know what your day was like, you know, as it unfolds, you know, we, we'd meet at break time and have a coffee and talk about it or whatever. And shout out to my wife who never asks about education, for real, no interest, but uh, props to you on that because I don't think I could talk about it any more than I do at work. So uh, big ups to the wife. I'm going to end on something and sorry to cut you off, but no I, know the, I know the bell rang and we got to get going. Run and Rent Community, Topic Tuesday, launched yesterday. Last week was all about impact, and I must have said the word impact 150 times during the week. That's 150 more times than I would normally say it. This week, we're talking about trust. And I was saying you need to trust, t- t- trust your instincts. And as a teacher, I, uh, I really feel that's what we need to do. Because we close the door, you have to know what you're doing is right. Yeah. What's your take? Trust. Give us your uh, 30 seconds. Hashtag run rent. Oh, trust. Uh, well, the kids trust you. You know, they have to. I'm, well, they, you want them to. Yep. You know, uh, I think it's important to develop that sense of uh, respect and that environment of trust. Build that trust from uh, the beginning of the school year um, so that... They don't feel um, worried to come and see you, talk to you about issues that they might be having that they might not necessarily want to talk about in front of their parents. Yep. So um, it's happened a few times this year, and it's been—I feel like it's been really um, meaningful. And I don't have kids yet, so um, yeah. Being yeah, you look rested. Kind of <laughs> you look rested. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, trust is definitely important, and given the nature of our jobs, um, we have to build that trust if we want to succeed in our with our with building those relationships with our kids thank you very much casey it's been a pleasure i don't know if that was as painful as you thought it was going to be (laughs) but uh i do have three more questions so there might be a part two everyone out there who is listening thank you so much this is the questioning mark podcast 
Casey, you're the Thanks man. Thanks for having me. See everybody. We're out.